the Bible says that he saw the people. And he had compassion on them. Because one translation says because they looked harassed. They looked like they had been fainted. They looked like they had been scattered abroad. And so Jesus has compassion on them. And I guess my question I would ask you, and Paul is so right, I've got a homework assignment for you. What are you passionate about? See, the real challenge, Sam, is that the disciples saw the same crowd. Huh? The disciples were right there with them. The disciples were right in the midst of these people who had been scattered and had been shattered. And they were, they were broken and they were right there, but they didn't, they didn't see it. And I get disturbed when, when church folks don't see with hearts of compassion. I, it bothers me when, when we're in the midst of chaos and folks are scattered abroad and we're in the midst of hell and high waters and we don't see it. They were weary and scattered. They were harassed and helpless. They were faded. You look in your neighborhood lately? Have you looked in kids' eyes lately? Have you listened to some of the conversations you hear in the store? Some of the conversations you hear where you're working? Have you noticed people are fainting? And they're weary? And they're scattered? Have you noticed? Have you noticed the kids that you play with at school? The, the folks that stand at the bus stop and the people that ride in your carpool, have you noticed mm. that they're faded? They're scattered. And Jesus says, they're like sheep without a shepherd. You got to understand, sheep are defenseless. You've never heard a person say, Man, I got to run away from that sheep because he's getting ready to bite me. You know, sheep don't bite. Sheep don't have fangs, Sam. They don't have claws. They don't have those porcupine things that shoot at you. No, no. Sheep, sheep don't have fangs. They don't, they don't have poison in them. Sheep, sheep are sheep. They're helpless. They can't defend themselves. Sheep need a shepherd. Because without a shepherd, sheep will wander away. Without a shepherd, they'll get lost. Without a shepherd, they'll fall into the waters and they'll drown themselves. Sheep need shepherds. And Jesus comes to his disciples and he looks at the crowd and he he looks with a heart of compassion and he says, look, guys, I don't know, maybe, maybe you don't see what I see, but look, guys, the world is like sheep without a shepherd. Look, guys, mm, they're hurting people all around us. Newsflash, it doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter how big your house is. 
It doesn't matter whether or not you've got a split level or no level. It doesn't matter. People are hurting around us. So this conversation with Jesus bothers me. It disturbs me. Keeps me up at night. Because he says, you got to see it. But you just can't see it. You just can't look at it. You can't just acknowledge it. You've got to take your jacket off. You've got to go to work. You've got to go to work. You've got to do something about it. Because Jesus says, Christ church, the harvest. It's work for all of us to do. But the laborers, the workers, are few. So what do we do about it, Jesus? He says you pray that the harvester, that the Lord will send out more workers in the vineyard. You pray that high school kids get it and they start talking to other high school kids. You pray that, that folks that work in businesses get it and they pray for people around you. You pray that, that, that teachers get it, that, that children get it, that grandparents get it, that in social clubs we get it. We, we pray that God, we get it and you send us out into this harvest field. You send us out to work while it is day because the night will come when no man can work. You send us out to work into the vineyard. You send us out to work where? To work where you are. To work where you are. Newsflash. You don't have to go out and find work. It's right where you are. Work where you are. Work work where you are. It's 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 a divine appointment. It's it's a God assignment. It's it's a divine what my grandmother said. Look, do me a favor. Do this. Look at your hands. Look at your hands. I'm that kind of preacher. Look at your hands. You got to do this. If you don't, I'll be here all day. <laughs> okay. Look at your hands. And my grandmother would say, Lord, help me to do what has been assigned my hands to do. See? Got to understand the work that God wants you to do is not in Paul's hands. The work that God wants you to do is not in Sam's hands. The work that God wants you to do is not in Charlotte's hand, who's nine years old and not married yet. No, no. The work, the work that you're called to do is in your hands. It's in your hands. Your, your work. It's, it's in your hands. You've, you've got an assignment. If, if you're breathing, anybody here still breathing? If you're breathing, then God says, I've got an assignment for you. If, if you're still breathing, then God says, I've got some work for you to do. If you're still breathing, then God says, I want you to use your hands, but not only your hands, but your heart of compassion. And I want you to make a difference in the vineyard to which I've sent you. Wow. But how? 
how do I, how do I, how, how do I know what I'm supposed to do? How, how do I know I'm supposed to do this? How, how? I mean, you, you're a preacher. You can do that because you're a preacher and good looking and stuff. I mean, that's easy. <laughs> I mean, but, but how, 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 how? Well, here's, here's what you do. I've, I've learned that the thing that God wants me to do with these hands are the things that make me pound the table. They're the things, Dr. Holdsworth, that keeps me up at night. They're, they're the things that, that when I walk into a room, I see it. Maybe nobody else sees it, but I see it. Those, those are the things that God wants me to do. It's those things that, that, that I get caught up in. It's those things that, that I see that, oh, I, I've got to do this because it bothers me. It's those things like, like that, 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 that Old Testament prophet named Nehemiah who, who saw the wall of Jerusalem crumbling and, and he couldn't go to sleep. And he said, I've, I've got to work on the wall. And he started rebuilding the wall. And there were folks, listen, here's a newsflash. When you do the work of God, sometimes there'll be naysayers. Sometimes there'll be people that say, you don't need to do all that. It don't take all that. You need to do. Well, Nehemiah had some naysayers. Some folks said, Nehemiah, come down off the wall. But Nehemiah said, no, I can't come down because I'm doing a work for God. Listen, understand God is requiring and will require of each of us to do the work that has been assigned our feeble hands to do. Well, how do you know if you're doing the wrong work? Well, it's, it's kind of easy. See, my wife loves little kids. You know, these elementary kind of kids. She, she's an elementary school teacher, so she likes little kids. I and Sam and probably Pastor Paul we like those knuckleheads, teenagers. <laughs> and see, when I'm around little kids and they keep poking me, <laughs> and I want to say, look, don't poke me again, son. <laughs> because I, mean, I, I, I don't understand. I'm, 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 I, went, I went to sub for an elementary school kid, and my wife said, how was the day? And I said, it was okay, my elementary school class. And I said, I sent five kids to the office. Oh, kids to the office. You can't send elementary school kids to the office. My response was they wouldn't sit down. I mean, <laughs> but 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 you know, listen, listen. You know you're in the wrong work when, for example, somebody's got to call you to remind you again and again to do what you said you were going to do. Got me? You know you're in the wrong work when. If somebody says, I want you to work with the young people here at the church, and, and i got to call you every Tuesday at 645 to remind you that you're meeting with the kids on Thursday at 745. And then Thursday morning, I'm running around thinking, oh, God, I hope she remembers. God, I hope she remembers. Okay? You're in the wrong place. How you know you're in the right place? It's when, like, for example, if you're working with the budget, and people that work with budgets, they are interesting people. <laughs> now, don't look around. Please don't look around because, see, you, you're pointing them out to me. And I, don't, I, don't, I don't like, I'm trying to be, I'm going to get out of here safely, okay? But, but, but folks that work with the budget, you know, they'll, they'll look at the budget and they can be off two pennies. 
And you say, well, you know, on page 47, you said you had $16,497.22. But on page 49, you said you've got $16,422.24. You're off two pennies. And they get like, it's almost like you, like you stole their firstborn. Man, they get, I mean, they get really mad. And I mean, they just start turning red and stuff. And they go, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. And I'll, I'll find it, Pastor. And then about 2 o'clock at night, they'll call you. I found it. I found it. It was on page 47 in 47A. I found the two cents. Oh, Lord. But, but that's what their hands have been assigned to do. So I just want to remind you to go to work. You're talking to me, yeah? I'm talking to you. Yeah, go to work. Go to work where where you are. Go do what God has assigned. Your hands to do. That's all. Just, just do what he's asked you to do. Just, just do to the best of your ability what God has assigned your feeble hands to do. Because all of us have an assignment. See, I, I believe that God has given all of us gifts. There are people that can do budget stuff and wake you up at 2 o'clock in the morning because they found the two pennies. There are folks that love to work with kids that do this. And there are crazy people like me that will go every Friday night to the MLK Center and, and watch kids play basketball from 7.30 to 12 o'clock midnight. I am really strange. Okay. But everybody has gifts. Matter of fact, look at your hands one more time. Remember I told you I'm going to do this again. Look at your hands. And, and look at your fingers. And let's just say our fingers remind us of our gifts. All right? As a matter of fact, do this. I know this is going to probably scare some of you, but would you turn to your neighbor and give him a high five and say, I got gifts. <laughs> tell him. Tell him. Tell him. I got gifts. Oh, yeah. But also, right, what helps the kingdom is that not only has God given us gifts, but he's also given us what I call gaps. Okay? Because see, there's certain things I can do, and then there's certain things <laughs> I'm not going to, I can't do, right? Because God has given us gaps. But how does, how does the kingdom work? How, how, does, how does God get things done on the earth? Here's, here's how he does it. Hold your, hold your gifts up like this. Hold them up like this. And then what I want you to do is reach out to your neighbor. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to take your gifts and fill in their gaps. Look at this. There you go. You see it? There it is. You got it? You got it? You got how it works? Listen. You got how it works? Let me tell you, that's how it works. That's, that's how we do things for the kingdom. 
No one person can do it. No. How do we do it for the kingdom? God, let me pick my gifts and fill in your gaps. And you take your gifts and fill in my gaps. So Jesus saw them. And they had faded. They were scattered. They were harassed. They were like sheep without a shepherd. And out of a heart of compassion, he says to his disciples, the harvest is plenteous, but the labors are few. Pray that the Lord of the harvest will send out laborers in this harvest field. You've got an assignment. The assignment is that you go to work. And you do what God allows. Your feeble hands to do. Because if when you give the best of your service, telling the world that the Savior has come, don't be dismayed if men don't believe you, because he'll understand and he'll say, well done. Oh, when I come to the end of my journey, weary of life, but the battle has been fought and the victory won. I'll carry the staff and the cross of redemption because God will understand. And you'll say, well done. Father, thank you for this privilege to um, share your word. And now, God, we pray that you'll continue to prick our hearts and, and our minds that we might be about the work that you have assigned our feeble hands to do. Thank you for the privilege, God, to be on your team. Mm. Thank you for the privilege to work for you. Thank you for the privilege to, to be employed by you, knowing that I'm not the best on the, on the team, but you've decided to choose me and to choose us, and we give you thanks. May the words of our mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight. For Lord, you are our Redeemer. 